Stand by to receive our transmission. Where are you boys from in the world? Alabama, sir. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to the Bama Geeks Podcast. We are four friends diving into our favorite pop culture topics with a dash of Southern charm. Right, we have the tools. We have the talent. It's Miller time. Whoa, this is heavy. Pizza dude's got 30 seconds. Wait, what? Crazy? You didn't say I was crazy. You got the wrong guy. I'm the dude, man. You want something done? You've got to do it yourself. Be excellent to each other. Party on, dudes! So grab your biscuits and gravy, a glass of sweet tea, and enjoy the nerdy hospitality of Brock and Jessica Parker, Bo Bearden, and Kevin Gardner. This is the way. This is the way. And welcome into episode 12 of The Bama Geeks. We hope you're doing well. One of us is not. You've only got three of the Bama Geeks on here at this time. So I'm Brock, and who's with me tonight? Me. Yes, they decided to let me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's, as we say, we're all. It's the, the balance is thrown off. What is I, Bo? <laughs> and it's me, Kevin. That's right. You don't hear the lone female voice. Jess is. She's here. She is near me, but her voice is not. So uh, it, it's Sunday, as we always record this, and uh, she had a little bit of a tickle in the back of her throat, which we are watching closely and hoping she's going to be okay. But I, I will tell you, this past week at work, she has worked until uh, she's probably worked 12 to 14 hours each day at work. So she is she's been tired. So her throat had a little bit of a tickle in it and she went to the grocery store today and came back. And just within a two-hour span of her being gone and coming back, her voice just disappeared. So she is, unfortunately, not here. She's here, but not here. You got all the testosterone tonight, none of the estrogen. We were sorry. (laughs) But we're still going to trudge ahead because if we didn't record, then you wouldn't hear us again for probably a month and a half. Because the next time we're scheduled to record, we're going to be at DragonCon. And so we're not going to do the podcast there. So there might be a little brief episode just saying, hi, we're not here, you know, just to keep the uploads going. But we're we're, we're going to be nowhere to be found. So uh, after this one, it's going to be about a month before you hear us uh, do another full episode. So hang in there. Listen to some of the old ones that we've got for you and uh, get caught up. Just think of it that way. It's it's your chance to get caught up on any episode you haven't heard yet. Or you could just go back and just listen to the episode on Mac and me again. That's the, that was a good one. That's the pinnacle so far. Oh yeah. (laughs) I don't know the one, the the one about peanut butter solution was pretty good. No, no. That's what I love. Our podcast (laughs) has been defined by Mac and me and peanut butter solution. That has been the cornerstone. (laughs) Uh, So we're just going to, this episode, we're just going to shoot the breeze. And uh, we'll talk a little bit about DragonCon since we are going to be there. Uh, they have come down with some new mandates. Uh, if you haven't heard, that means you're probably not going to DragonCon. But uh, we'll talk about that this weekend. We uh, have relaxed and enjoyed some wrestling, some athletic theater, if you will. 
Uh, SummerSlam was this weekend, this past weekend. Uh, AEW, uh, CM Punk returned. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll touch briefly on that because, well, it's, it's topical. It's just happened. And <laughs> something that is topical for all of us, the season is upon us. It's almost time for Halloween. So Spirit oh, Halloween yeah. stores. <laughs> Spirit Halloween. Spoopy. Yeah, spoopy. Spirit Halloween stores have uh, have started opening. We'll touch on some, I don't know, what are some things we want to get this year? What are some things that maybe some of the other stores have put out that we've seen. So we'll, we'll, we'll touch on Halloween just a little bit and see what our plans for decorations are. And I want to tell you guys about what I'm thinking of doing for my Halloween display this year. And I will, and I, I also want to go over what I did last year to just let you guys know how I'm upping the ante this year. Hmm. Well, we look forward to that comparison and hearing those plans. <laughs> Jess and I will buy stuff. We won't ever put it up. <laughs> it's just that's how we roll like we 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 barely put up christmas stuff and that's just because i never get outside we'll put stuff up inside but we never put anything up outside but we're not gonna talk about christmas there you go there you go <laughs> it's not christmas time yet stay away mariah carey <laughs> it's not your season yet Bo has an aversion to early christmas decorations like he does mayonnaise <laughs> Yeah, I, 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 that's, everyone thinks I hate the holiday, but no, actually, I enjoy Christmas. I just like people have gone so overboard on it, and I was okay with it. You know, they took November, but they have been slowly fighting to take Halloween. And I'm sorry, I will be one of those people that would fight it tooth and nail. It makes me even more happy that Halloween is the minor decoration inconvenience at stores to Christmas nuts. <laughs> yes, and I absolutely love Halloween because, you know what, call me crazy, but I think kids should be scared every once in a while. You know, I always should have kids to be able to, you know, go by my house or, or, or a haunted house that's been converted into a haunted house and can actually be scared. You know, I agree. Yeah. You got to have that balance. You know, you got have the Thanksgiving, Christmas style, the happy time, joyous, and then you yeah. get, you should have the little bit of the, the fear, the kind of the whole, you know, it's always darkest before the dawn, I guess, type thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gandalf. <laughs> hey. Oh, or is that Commissioner Gordon in the Dark Knight? A little column A, a little column B, and yeah. but I think Commissioner Gordon, yes. <laughs> Didn't Gandalf say something like that? Like, no, no, his was the whole thing where it was like uh, on on the seventh night or whatever. I will yeah. come over this hill, and uh, I don't remember what he said. Um, yeah, I, I got. I got to brush up on my Lord of the Rings too. It's been a while. Yeah, it's it's been a long time since I've seen it. <laughs> all I know is he told him he would be back, and he came back, and he had all the troops. Yeah. Well, speaking of which, as I was uh, throwing around, uh, Lord of the Rings, uh, the the flashback cinema, like a couple weeks ago, I saw The Iron Giant with my family, which is just that movie's perfect. Can't beat that movie. But uh, I want to say in the coming weeks they're going to be doing the Lord of the Rings trilogy pretty soon. So if you haven't seen it, I figure there's a chance to do it again. You know, I'm going to say this, and I'm probably going to get booed. I have never seen Iron Giant. I have never watched that movie. I have it, and I have never gotten around to watching it. There's nothing wrong with that. I mean, I understand, because like, that was like 99-ish. Yeah, but wasn't that like Vin Diesel at his best? Probably bet between that and Saving Private Ryan and uh, Pitch Black, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Then, okay. he, then he, That was before he became about family. 
<laughs> but Kevin, you're not alone. I've never seen it either. Oh, gosh. Wow. <laughs> I, it just hit at a time in my life where I, I, I didn't even remember it came out, you know, until until Bo it, mentioned it. It went past me, too, honestly. And it was just, I think it was at a time in my life where I just didn't need it. But I've always heard stories of how, you know, the 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 portrayal and then the this the ending that supposedly happens oh. is all sad and stuff. And it's like, I'll get I'll sit down. And I'm like, I just want to watch a movie. And I'm like, okay, I don't want to be sad. Well, the sad it's not it's not that it's not a sad depressing sad. It's kind of that good happy moment sad. If that makes sense, you know. <laughs> it's not yeah. old yeller. Yeah, it's not it's not the first ten minutes above. No. Oh, stop. <laughs> Put that in my consciousness. Oh my god. That's my <laughs> that judgment movie, on people's man. soul. Like if you don't if you're not like sobbing in the first ten minutes of up, there's something wrong with you. Yeah. I, you you're probably a sociopath or something. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin says that if you didn't cry at the beginning of up, you're a sociopath. <laughs> Put that you're on the t shirt. Yeah, send all your letters to at Bama Geeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's Bama Geeks at gmail.com. We will forward them to Kevin for you. There you go. <laughs> all right, I'm going into Gmail right now, putting in a filter. <laughs> Bama Geeks at gmail.com will go straight to the trash. <laughs> so don't count on any feedback, guys. <laughs> he'll, he'll, he'll even block us on private messenger. We, so we better be careful. Like, I'll show you sociopaths. <laughs> I just didn't appreciate the beginning of it, so I didn't cry. I'm a real man. <laughs> so what else has been happening in the last couple of weeks? We live here in Alabama. It is incredibly, it's August. It's like the most humid time of the year for us. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a riding mower, you have a death wish for, for mm -hmm. mowing your grass outside. Mm -hmm. My property, I live in Childersburg. My property is uh, right at half an acre. You like <laughs> half an acre or whatever. You know, I, I can just, I can go out there and cut that by hand with a pair of scissors. And it's no big deal. Oh, no. Not in Alabama weather. You can't. No. I mean, it doesn't matter what time of day you start. 6, 6 p.m., 9 a.m. You can start in the middle of the night. It's this still, I mean, you're either going to be running into the pop-up thunderstorm, which we get every day, or you're going, which, hey, by the way, we did today, too. Or you're going to be running into mosquitoes. So it's like choose your poison. You're either going to die of heat exhaustion or, you know, lose a, a pint or more of blood from the mosquitoes <laughs> or both, depending on if you're, you know, if that's your thing. I don't, I don't know. I mean, if you, if you just want to do that. So, you know, the whole reason I mentioned that is this was the, I don't even know how many times I've, I've mowed the grass. You know, I try to be a good neighbor and keep my grass all nice and, and cut. But I, I'll, I got up this morning and I was like, I had to psych myself up to get outside and mow because I knew that I was just going to die because I poked my head outside and I was like, it, it's it's like those the it's a Southern thing commercials or the, their videos where um, the characters got out of their car and all of a sudden their their hair and everything was damp and wet and whatnot. It's kind of like you put your hand out the door and then you pull it back in and it's like this beating sweat already. It's like okay, yeah, today's going to suck, but you know. You you only have so much free time to to do these things. So mm -hmm. you, you you always say you, you need to do it if you're going to be a responsible homeowner. You've got to you know take care of the stuff. Yeah. To, to, to today was an interesting day, and in that you know I almost had two heat strokes and <laughs> plenty of downtime and, and uh, hydration. Um. So yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much what my weekends is has been. 
it's psyching myself up to do a, uh, you know, to mow the yard and then actually doing it. And, uh, <sighs> quite nearly dying from it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I feel you because, like I said, I did mine yesterday, and like uh, it, I was out there, and like the whole time I was just a big, giant, dripping ball of sweat. And I don't know about you. This is like now it's going to be the the old grumbling, gold grumbling guys podcast here. But especially <laughs> this year, it has been ridiculously wet this summer. And I don't know about yeah. you, Kevin, but every time I've cut, normally last year, you know, you'd have a break where it'd be dry for a day or two, and your grass mm-hmm. would be all right. I swear it does not matter what time of day or whatever over this summer. Like every time I've cut my grass this summer, it is still soaking wet. Yep. And that adds to the even more fun of push mowing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I, I actually didn't let mine get very long. I got it. I think that maybe got maybe half an inch to an inch more. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, just enough to where you start seeing the stalks stick up. So you, you're, you start looking like you're living like a hobo, you know, it's like you're, you're, you got you got to get out there and cut it because yeah. it's like Ugh! you know I've got that that whole uh, that old dad middle aged guy feel. It's like I gotta keep my my lawn looking good, you know. Yep. So you're you're out there you you you've, you've just got to cut it, and it really wasn't that bad. But I did notice the same thing where it was like I had to clean out the bottom of the mower uh, at least once just to get the goopy yep. grass that was just. Cause I don't I, think I it's the height; it's the thickness. Like I like my my yard is really thick, and it's just mm-hmm. like yeah. Like it's make two pass, stop, clog up, me curse a little bit, restart the mower, <laughs> clean it out, you know, then begin again. I've had this whole thing going on about where I live. I want to be fully electric. I mean, I got the electric yeah. car and everything I have is electric. And I actually bought an electric riding mower and I kept it for a whole one half of a cut. And then I realized it was it was a Cub Cadet mower and it was complete garbage. I'd always heard that Cub Cadet mowers were great, and I'm sure they are, but this one was just garbage. It was just not great at all. And given what I paid for it, I think went straight back to Home Depot, and I have yet to buy another one. So I am, I'm kind of, I was talking in the, the, the pre-show with Brock a little bit about this, but I'm kind of in this, this, um, holding pattern where I'm like, can I do this another five or six times this year? And hold out and wait to see if there's any other good EV mowers next year. Or do I need to go ahead and bite the bullet and buy another one or try another one? So it's like, I kind of want to see if I can last. But at the same time, things like today happen. And I'm like, you know, one of these times I'm just going to like fall over and and somebody's going to find me, you know? So it's just whether or not I'm willing to wait it out. So I'm just kind of partially being stubborn there, I guess. Well, how far are like the EV motors on? I said, that's the first I know them is you talking about them. I hadn't really paid attention, but I mean, I'm sure they're still kind of new, newish. I mean, the, the one that I bought was a Cub Cadet with a lithium ion battery in it. And it would have lasted. I probably could have cut the yard three times, like fully cut it with no problem without even charging it. Oh, wow. But the one that if I do wind up getting one, the one I'm looking at is a Ryobi. Mm-hmm. Um, and I won't bore you guys with the differences in specs, but uh, just <laughs> the, 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 I've already done that to Brock, so I'm going to do it again. Um, but the, the difference is, um, that one's got a larger battery in it mm-hmm. and it, I could probably cut my yard four, maybe five times before I ever even charge it again. So I'm sure people are listening and going, just go buy it, dude. It's the principle of the thing, guys. Yeah. It's, it, it's the principle of it. It's like, I had a good mower, the one that I had my heart set on. It turned out to be garbage. So it's like I've got like buyer's remorse, I guess, a little bit. And I'm like, I kind of want to wait and see. 
like I use Greenworks products on just about everything. Like everything I have is Greenworks. And I'm like, Greenworks is doing commercial mowers only right now, commercial riding mowers. Like I want to see maybe next year they'll come out with a product line where they're focusing towards consumers. Because I, I would love to have one of their mowers. But, you know, it's just a matter of whether that happens or not. I don't know. I don't have the in on that. So if we have any industry insiders who could come in, with BamaGeeks at gmail.com, email and let us know if Greenworks is going to make a consumer mower next season, please. Because I would like to know that. <laughs> Problem is, though, you've already filtered out BamaGeeks at gmail.com, so you won't oh. see it. No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you hit me with logic, sir. Okay. <laughs> I will just, I will just have one of you guys tell me. Okay. <laughs> and then I'll go read that one because I'm, okay. All right. All right. I won't do the filter to go to the trash can. I'll do it just to archive it so that I can read it. There you okay? go. There we go. All right. Deal guys. Deal. Uh, speaking of the principle of the thing, I refuse to cut grass. That's been one of my lifelong most hated chores. Uh, and it all stems back to my 10th birthday. My dad for my birthday gave me a pushing mower. Wow. <laughs> what? That was, my, that was my that was my 10th birthday present. I hit double digits, I got to push more. And I have I've never forgotten it. I have forgiven dad, but I have never forgotten it. And because of that, I have I have my entire life hated cutting the grass. So, hey, 40 bucks every 2 weeks goes to somebody else to cut our yard. I refuse to do it. Is your, was your dad trying to tell you something like he wanted you to start mowing the grass? You know, that was a very good hint. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I, I'm, right. looking, I was saying, I'm looking forward to my son getting to cut grass, but I don't think I'm going to drop a mower on it. I mean, <laughs> no, no. So was no. it like a gas mower or was it like just a little toy one? Really? Oh, he gave it, you a gas mower. A Briggs and Stratton push mower. And, what, and it wasn't self-propelled either. Oh, shoot. Self-propelled only been around my decade or two, really. Look, do not show my age, okay? Hey, now. <laughs> I mean, look, you guys are both dads, right? I mean, Bo, you, you just said you wouldn't mm. do that. I mean, how would that enter into your mind that that would be a good gift for a 10-year-old? You don't know my dad. <laughs> no, I don't, but I'm just I'm trying, to, I'm trying to think of where your brain would be. Not only is it I, – I could potentially see where you might think that that would be, but it's also a very dangerous device to give to a kid which you're essentially yeah. a kid still that you could you know you could really mess yourself up if you were goofing around with it so dad was born in 1933 he's seen some stuff over his life mm -hmm. and he was very much boy grow a pair and get out there yeah yeah okay yeah he was my, my dad was hard knocks so so at 12 years old was he planning on getting you your first tractor so you could go out and start Doing the fields and stuff. I actually, I mean, we, we had a tractor and I was driving the tractor before I was, before I was 12. Wow. I'm trying to think. I was probably eight or nine when he started letting me drive the tractor. Now driving the tractor was fun. Don't, don't ever get me wrong on that. I love driving the tractor because why you could sit on it and ride on it. <laughs> he gave me a push mower at 10 years old and our yard I I think we had probably an acre, acre and a half on a push mower with really thick grass. Oof. It, it might have been two acres. So I, yeah. Well, no, that's that's a legitimate reason to have a gripe about yeah. lawn care. <laughs> I mean, 
Um, so he was born in 33. So he was greatest generation. Right. So, mm-hmm. so, I mean, that's, I could definitely understand that now that I know, know when he was born, um, because greatest generation, they were very go getter, you know, just in general, you know, I, I don't like generalizing generations like a lot of media does, but it just, that, that generation, they were very like different minds out there and do it, you know, mm-hmm. take a salt tablet, walk it off kind of yeah, thing, yeah. you know? Plus. Um, so I could definitely see why he would think that would be like, I'm just prepping you for life, son. This is the way things are going to be. You're going to have yeah. to mow grass. Mm-hmm. But, you know, from our perspective, we're like, yeah, but I don't have to yet. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. He, he went straight from greatest generation. Uh, there, there was no baby boomer in my bloodline. It was, it was, we went straight from the greatest generation to generation X, you know, now my, my sisters, they're baby boomers, but I, you know, they're my half sisters. I didn't live with them as a, as a child. I only visited with them. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was greatest generation raises generation X. You know, wow. this is, <laughs> that is a big generational yeah. gap there. Yeah. Wow. Dad and I, well, I could put me <laughs> down on the couch with a therapist for this one. <laughs> <laughs> as a kid, you know, dad and I, we didn't gel. For most of my childhood, dad and I didn't really have a good relationship until I was in my late twenties. But then now he, he's 87, he'll be 80, 88 this December. And he's, you know, got Alzheimer's and everything. So, and I, you know, he won't remember anything that I ever tell him. So, you know, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Dad. And plus he was a state trooper for 34 years, Alabama state trooper. So he, he's hardcore, you know, and a lot of things that. I, I raised my kids a little bit differently than dad raised me. I'll put it that way. Yeah. Yeah. Both he and mom. That's always kind of interested me is how even, even if it's not a popular thing to like generalize and classify generations, it's just how effective it actually can be because you can glean out kind of generational societal norms mm-hmm. from, from different generations like, product of the time yeah 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 it's like yeah it, it's just like you know that you have this one generation they tend to be more go-getters this one generation and it's always but you know you have the negative side of that too where it's like it's like the the, the current generation blames the generation before and then the generation oh, yeah, before yeah, blames that's... the newest generation because they don't mm-hmm. want to blame their kids because that would be blaming themselves for not raising their kids right no we're gonna ra- we're gonna we're gonna blame the, our grandkids <laughs> <laughs> you know, for for whatever is bad is going on and and whatnot. So, I don't know that 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 has always both made me groan and fascinated me in and you know multiple aspects there. It, it's one thing that I love is the you know the boomers and the millennials hate each other and all the time fighting, and me over here, Generation <laughs> X, just sitting back going, "Y'all have at it." We're, we're we're the forgotten generation. We sit in the back and just watch everybody else explode. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so weird. I'm caught in that middle. Technically, yeah. I am a I'm an elder millennial, but I kind of yeah. more of the Gen X mindset. I'm the the popular was they call it zennial. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a zennial. Yeah, That's, I'm I'm the same way. I'm I'm kind of right in the middle. Yeah, I was, we are. I was the, born in '80. Yeah. So, well, you're technically you're you're the old, you're the youngest Gen X, or yeah, 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 youngest, yeah, the youngest Gen X. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A, I think '80 was the cutoff year yeah. for Gen X. I have read so many articles where it's like, oh, it's 79, it's, it's 82. And it's like, I'm just going to call myself a zennial because I have a lot of the generational characteristics of a millennial. Mm-hmm. Um, and the, the way I'm a more tech, tech, I'm more dependent yeah. on technology, things like that. I, I just, I gel more with the millennial mindset than I do 
but at the same time, I can, I, I kind of take like my traits out of both generations. Yeah. Well, if, if I can say one thing that, that dad, you know, with, with the, uh, <laughs> I guess the brow beating he put into me and every other beating, <laughs> every other beating he put, put into me, <laughs> he, he, he did give me a good sense of, uh, of work ethic and, you know, jumping back to what we've been up to the last couple of weeks here, I am 45 years old and this week went back to college. I, uh, I've gone to graduate school, started on my master's degree this week. So, uh, yeah, between trying to, <laughs> trying to balance work and, and, uh, raising the kids and being a fun, good husband, I, you know, back into learning again. So, at least I appreciate, I, I appreciate him putting that in me, but yeah, you know, I was a first generation college graduate in my family mm-hmm. and, um, you know, mom, I think mom went to a year of college, I think down at Troy. So she, she went there for about a year. Dad never went, dad went straight from, oh my, went from high school to farming, to raising chickens and working with my grandfather to truck driving, to being a state trooper. So so yeah, I'm, I'm the first one in my family to, to go to college, and I just decided, why the heck not? Go ahead and go get the go, master's. Go, and Yeah, go for gold, man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you've got the silver medal already. Go for gold. <laughs> got the silver hair. So, <laughs> <laughs> You know what? Bo, a while ago, Brock was like, don't be saying anything about my age, okay? Now he's saying it. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I have, I have double standards. Leave me alone. Just in case you guys didn't realize... <laughs> We're older gentlemen. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we make sure we remind you every episode. <laughs> <laughs> That's what us old people do. We're yeah. Back in my day. <laughs> if we liked it. Back yeah. in the nineties. <laughs> I was born in the, I was born in the last century guys. <laughs> That's like, a, I've seen like a meme or something talking about how they refer to is that late 19th century music, like music from the eighties and nineties. Oh God. <laughs> mm. If I have to suffer with that, so do you too, guys. Oh, <laughs> you saw how I was talking about. Like I realized, like I said, I, I, I as, as I get out in the grass, and I'm telling you, when I cut grass, I'm sure, I'm sure back in the '90s and '80s, like or especially the '90s, like especially to a lot of rock. I, I really hope Metallica, Alice in Chains, and Soundgarden, all them guys had a guy in his 40s mowing his grass. You know. In their mind, because that's what I said the other day, I realized all the new music of my teenage and 20s is now dad rock, and I'm okay with it, even though it makes me feel old, but still. <laughs> Time waits on no man. Yeah, man, no, I was no listening way. to my dad rock whenever I was mowing the grass today, too. So, yeah. <laughs> well, that's one and thing I was I, proud of it. That's one thing I love about my kids, is they love my music from the 80s and, and all, they and then the, the, uh, the classic rock, which... It it pains me to hear so many of these radio stations around Birmingham when they play classic rock and they're playing things from the eighties and I'm like, no, classic rock is from the sixties and seventies. Don't yeah. Don't. I think now classic rock is now classified as classical rock. I believe. <laughs> Wait, Beethoven, Beethoven, <laughs> yeah. Halen. <laughs> I'm sure that's but they yeah. I'm with you. Like I said, it was. That time frame hit me one time when I was listening to the classic rock station and Nirvana came on and that was like, oh, yeah, a lot of time is oh, happening. Yep. Yeah. No. And, and you immediately switch off the, the radio and you just like sit there in silence. Like, I, I don't know where <laughs> I'm at. I don't know what's going on. Just look out the window and go, what have I become? 
<laughs> what is life? Yeah. <laughs> you could say it's sad but true. Oh. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my. Well, speaking of that younger generation, there's going to be a lot of them all over Atlanta. Well, maybe not as many as years past, but in golly, in a couple of weeks, Dragon Con's going to be here. So us old fogies are going to be hanging with the youngins again. It's what it always feel. It, it, that's what it feels like to me more and more every time I go to a convention now. It's just. I, I just. Well, I tell you, I tell you, well, the thing about Dragon Con is such a big hodgepodge of everybody. That's why mm-hmm. you really want to feel old. Like I said, I haven't done it. Like I said, we did the with Comic Con. Gosh, that's been six, seven years ago. <laughs> Go to anime convention. You want to feel old? No. Because like a majority of them are like very like <laughs> youngsters, high school age kids, and I'm like, yeah, I'm very not this clientele to be here. Yeah, Jess and I went to to Comic Con. Uh, here in Birmingham three years ago, and that's where we met the two girls who were young Anna and young Elsa. And um, yeah, I, I remember all the all the anime kids that that time. You know, I, going to conventions as long as we have. I mean, mm-hmm. heck, I've been going since ninety three and ninety two, ninety three, and but just recently, over the past ten years or so, you know, anime has become this really big thing at conventions and. Yeah, you you see them everywhere now, and they're like even in Atlanta Comic Con a handful of weeks ago, I didn't see really any costumes that I was familiar with. It was just straight anime, most of them. Well, and and I mean, I don't know if you guys have seen this yet, but there is a new series coming out called Star Wars Visions that's yeah, actually going to be anime. There's going to be Star Wars anime, official Star Wars anime. What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it looks jaw-droppingly amazing, but it's very clearly that Dragon Ball Z style, just like over the top. Mm-hmm. Everything's getting into anime now. So, like, yeah. you know, on your point, Brock, like anime has become super popular. It's been around since you know, oh, age, yeah, long right, time. yeah, yeah. Decades. yeah but it's like it's becoming so huge that I mean, you've got major media properties that are they're doing it now, like Star Wars. I mean, there's not very many you can say it's bigger than that. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be phenomenal. And that just kind of, I mean, they mentioned yeah. something about that, I don't know, it was last year, year before, that it, there was going to be something, and we were like, okay. And then they hit us with that trailer, and it's like, what the heck? <laughs> that's made me think, sorry, circling back, though. I think another reason why I like the conventions have got so young, you got to remember, like, pop culture has been geek-centric really the last 10, 15 years has really gotten thing. And you got to remember, these are kids now. We've got people, kids that they've grown up with this as, you know, that's the mainstream entertainment now. Mm-hmm. Geek has been the thing. It's like, you know, yeah. when we were kids, if you were a geek, you were, you were beat up in school. Mm-hmm. And now it's like, if you're if you're a geek, obviously you're not a Chad, it's not Alpha or anything, but it's like, it's cool to be a geek. And it's been cool to be a geek for like 10, 15 years now. Yeah. So like you said, Bo, you have kids that have grown up with it being cool to be a geek. Mm-hmm. And these are the these are the kids that are now powering these, um, you know, doing costumes and and coming to conventions because this is where the cool people hang out. Well, that and they're younger and they have more, you know, indispensable money. You know, if they mm-hmm. <laughs> that too. <laughs> I remember. I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I'm not trying. I'm saying I'm glad. I'm glad it's grown. But then part of me is like, I don't know. I try not to keep that gatekeeping mentality. Like I, you, yeah. know, I'm, you know, I want everybody to be part of it, but at the same time, I'm like, oh man, you just you just wasn't there at that certain time, <laughs> mm-hmm. like you know, back in that. my day. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> no, exactly. Heck, heck, when I was in fifth grade and 
1987 and got my first mm-hmm. computer. I had a Commodore 64. And I'm sitting there, you know, looking through computer magazines and everything and typing out these codes to make all these different programs and everything else on mm-hmm. the Commodore. And if I dare brought that up at school, I'd be like, what? They'd be like, what? What are you talking about? Why are you doing yeah. things like this? Get out and come play football with us. And I'm like, yeah. You say one more thing about a Commodore. I'm going to pound your face in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who who knows what the crowds are going to be like? I, I dare say probably a lot of the younger people will be there at Dragon Con this year. Not mm-hmm. sure. You know, Dragon Con has come up now with new mandates for safety protocols since we last did the episodes. And, you know, you've got to show proof of being vaccinated or mm-hmm. you've got to show proof of a negative COVID test within 72 hours of picking up your badge. So fantastic you know you've got to wear a mask the whole time if you're in indoor indoor areas and that's awesome i want everybody to be safe the vaccinations have become unfortunately a hot button topic and i I can only speak for jess and myself i'm not going to say whether or not we're vaccinated but i will say i think everybody should be tested since having the vaccine doesn't mean Mm. you're not couldn't potentially carry covid so the morning that we had to Dragon Con, we're going to have, uh, we're going to get tested. We've already got our appointments and everything set up. So vaccinated or not, we're going to take a test and just make double sure that we're A-OK when we get there. Yeah, it's been fun. Like, uh, say it's, yeah, I won't, same way with you. Like, just, you know, everybody feel comfortable, but I think, you know, air on the side of caution, do its best, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, and there's been so many people that have been at their throats. I'm like, people, come on. You know, this is about people coming together, not trying to go at each other. You know, no, it's. Like, it's a, yeah, it's, it's it's the way society is today. This, this I know this country know. is pathetic these days. That everybody's been so in. You know, it's not even really. I blame social media completely. I 100 percent blame social media, and I'm just going to leave it at that because I'm a person. Yeah, that's, that's one of the things about social media is that. Um, granted, I'm not going to go too far into this. Is that it's given everybody a voice it used to be that you know you would only ever hear the opinions of like politics and things like that in a very measured stream from from people in media and things like that and now social media everybody has a voice which is good and the bad thing yeah yeah Yeah. everyone's been it's been made everybody's making team sports stuff man just you know just you can be different but still work together yeah exactly okay and i i've run social media professionally for the last 13 years and i'm tired of it i'll be honest you know, yeah, if, I understand if, if that. I, if I didn't have my job, I would bail 100% off social media just because of what it's turned people into. I mean, mm. you know, just even the Dragon Con Facebook groups right now. I had to I had to mute it where I just didn't see the the official Dragon Con group because people are just at each other. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. It, it's like I said, like with myself and with Jess, we're going to get tested. We're not going to say if we're vaccinated or not. It's nobody's business. Yeah. You know, everybody has made it their business to put that stuff out on social and i think that's caused a lot of divide i think whether you're vaccinated or not i personally i think you should get a test just to make double sure because everybody can carry this thing mm-hmm. you know no mm-hmm. matter what so we're going to do our part what we think is right no matter what we're going to get tested hopefully we turn out negative and we're going to load the car and go pick up our badge and we're going to go with all of our other Negative tested, vaccinated friends, unvaccinated friends, and see our folks' faces at least nose up. We haven't yeah. seen in over two years, <laughs> and a lot of them we won't because a lot of them aren't coming. Yeah, and that's understandable. Well, that's and 
I think I mentioned last episode, you know, Dragon Con with dropping the attendance by 50% from 2019, which would put them around 40,000. Good. Yeah. The fewer people that show up, the happier I am because it's gotten way <laughs> too crowded. I, I, I'm not going to lie. Dragon Con, even though I, I love it as much as I do, I. It's, it was better when, when less people loved it as much as you did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I've been going for quite a number of years, and you know, double digits, and 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 once again, like you, like I said earlier, it's not gatekeeping. It's just like I agree with it's just the time frame I've been going in the last ten ten years or so. It's just it's it's a lot of people. Like it's mm-hmm. it's it's a good and a bad thing at the same time. Yeah, and it's just the it's just the Gen X introvert coming out in me these days and getting older. It's like you know, my my tolerance for that amount of people is is getting smaller and smaller so i still want to go to dragon con but i i tend to have a lot more fun at the smaller cons you know because of the the lesser amount of people but you know well i didn't mean you know go negative on all this stuff but i'm happy to go <laughs> to dragon con and we're going to see some people and everything that yeah. we have not seen but you know I, I it'd be nice if dragon con limits the, the amount of people from here on out but well, that might be a fun experiment with this, seeing how like how this things will affect it. You know, of course, you know, it is a convention at the end of the day. So, you know, they're also a business. So see mm-hmm. how that financially affects them. Yeah. And of course, they, they, they benefit greatly from having 80, 90,000 people there or more. But I'm sure the city of Atlanta enjoys all the tax money as it brings in. So, mm-hmm. you know. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it's just said today that she saw where you know a lot of people are actually now this close starting to give up their marriott rooms yep you know well, that's did, to have people give up a marriott room is you know that that's yeah, that's that's huge at least that's our, unheard of yeah at least in our uh, several groups of our friends you know it's marriott or nothing that marriott's the dragon con experience yeah. which is to me bunk because of the elevator situation Yep. <laughs> uh, I've been up and down in the Marriott elevators hey. during Dragon Con. I do not want to stay at the Marriott. <laughs> I have not gone to a Dragon Con where I actually stayed there. And I mean, God, what do we figure, Brock? It's been 15 years. It's Probably. Been a, it's been I think a long so. while. Yeah. Um, and I even I remember how crappy the uh elevators were <laughs> i'm sure it's going to be more fun this year with them probably limiting so many people that could be in the elevator nobody cramming like normal mm-hmm. oh my gosh but yeah she said she saw several marriott rooms go up for uh for the taking today and i was like boy if i had the money yeah. but you know we're we're staying in our host hotel the one that we always stay in and we always stay in the sheraton good and hotel i like that it's a little bit out of the way and it's it's a lot quieter, and it's still a host mm-hmm. hotel. It's just right down the street. But we've got our parking pass all situated. We've got the hotel the guys we're staying with. So I'm looking forward to it this year just for, like I said, half the people, or, or maybe more than half because of people just really just dropping out now. Yeah. you know, And it's understandable. You know, yeah, there's a lot of uncertainty. You know, but we've been fortunate so far. None of us have caught it, and... If we did, it was. If if we did, you didn't know it, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've never tested positive, so we've had several tests. But you know, 
It'll be fun. It's Dragon Con. Dragon Con's always fun. We'll not be carrying any new costumes this year. We're going to carry our Ghostbusters flight suits to be in the parade with. But outside of that, I think Jess and I will be in t-shirt and shorts the rest of the weekend. We're not dressing up at all for this. Do yourself a favor, and if you've never seen the Marriott on a Saturday night, go Google pictures of it. And Mm -hmm. that is exactly why we're (laughs) going casual and staying staying out of the crowded areas this year. Yeah, those elaborate costumes are impressive, but also I, you know, I'm like, man, how do you move around in that? Mm-hmm. Let alone you can't in the mm-hmm. in the Marriott. I mean, you know, I had my Mass Effect, my N seven armor, and I sold it to a friend of ours because it was just a pain at Dragon Con. I was like, I don't want to wear mm-hmm. this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's understandable. I'll, yeah, I mean, I'll make a new one one day. There's some things happening in our personal life to where I'm about to get a workshop finally that I've been waiting for three nice. years to to reclaim. And I'm hoping by the end of the year that's going to be in place. So I'll be able to work on stuff again. You know, I've got two 3D printers, one a resin printer, one a filament printer that is still sitting in the box and have been for a year because I don't have any place to put it. So it'd be nice to have the workshop where I can get creative again and build stuff and, and utilize those printers. I'm really looking forward to learning those. You saw on our social media a couple of weeks ago, within the last couple of weeks, Kevin's been printing out a shredder helmet, mm-hmm. which looks incredible. And he's got some things that he's been doing. So that's, I'm ready to get my, uh, my feet into that water. So yeah, I don't have anything new for Dragon Con this year. Like I said, we're, we're going to go casual. We're just going to go enjoy. And hopefully if, if Christopher Eccleston and Billy Piper don't pull out, that's going to be the one photo op we do. I think. I've already seen where a couple of actors have, have pulled out of Dragon Con, but if Eccleston and Piper are still there, that's going to be our one photo op that we'll go do. And then my daughter wants an autograph from Bonnie Wright, Ginny Weasley. So we'll go get that for her and go talk to uh, Sonequa Martin-Green, who is uh, Michael Burnham on Star Trek Discovery. She was also on The Walking Dead. She is an Alabama graduate. She's from Alabama. So I definitely want to go talk to her and give her a big roll tide. You know, the weird thing with, with this, and you know, I say weird, It's uh, I think it was a pretty good observation, was the first time I'd ever saw her um, in anything, I just looked at her and I was like, I've got this feeling she's got something to do with Alabama. And then I looked her up and I'm like, <laughs> okay, well, there we go. Yep. Spider sense for, for someone who's from Alabama or, or has something to do with Alabama, I could tell. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'm proud of myself. I can recognize my own kind. <laughs> <laughs> be good if they ever get Michael Rooker back, you know, since he's from Jasper. Yeah. Bo and I met him while he was filming <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Oh, man. He had a, he had, you know, he didn't have the Yondu mohawk, but he had his head shaved with just a little strip down the middle mm-hmm. for makeup purposes. But I remember he, uh, well, we went up to him and went roll tide. And, you know, of course, his lovely raspy voice, hey, roll tide, you know. Yes. <laughs> you boys from home. <laughs> yes, we are, Mr. Rooker. Of course, we get out. We we can't without talking about that Dragon Con. About that time, he uh, borrowed a, one of the, was it the Houston Ghostbusters flight suit and ran around the convention and went up to Ernie Hudson and said, "I'm I'm here for work, boss." Oh yeah, I believe that's what he told him. <laughs> There's a video of that somewhere. Yeah, I was like, "You do yourself a favor, <laughs> look it up." <laughs> that's awesome. Always some colorful personalities from Alabama. Uh, speaking of Michael Rooker, Bo and Kevin had seen Suicide Squad the last time. 
and uh, Jess and I went the very next night on that Monday oh, night yeah. and saw it in the IMAX. And I uh, got to see him in it and enjoyed seeing him along with the, the rest of the movie. <laughs> yeah, no spoilers. No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I, I was very happy. And Bo, you were right. That theme song at the beginning, I started singing oh, along. Oh, man. Music choice is good. Yeah. I started singing along out loud. I mean, there was nobody in there. It was a Monday night in an IMAX. There was nobody. <laughs> I mean, if it had a James Gunn movie, if it didn't yeah. have good music, I'd have been like, what producer shackled him down? <laughs> Because you know not, it's James Gunn. It's got to have good music. Mm-hmm. Well, made me think. This is nothing really too spoilish about the movie, but I got to have a question. There's one shot in the movie that I think is like just one of the most incredible movie shots I've ever seen. It's the the one of the the fights at the end where you see the reflection in the the peacekeeper's not peacekeeper peacemaker's yeah. helmet. That yeah. fight. Mm-hmm. That scene it looked incredible on the TV. I can imagine how that was in IMAX. It was like, beautiful. I'm, like. It, it it was gorgeous. I mean, you could see every detail in the helmet. Like as, it was incredible. Uh, somebody asked James Gunn on Twitter this week about mm-hmm. that about that shot, and you know, was it done practically or did it have CG? And he's like, yeah. Well, he said because of the shiny nature of the helmet, we had to do we had to do two passes on it. You know, one filming the fight scene and then one filming the the helmet itself, and they had to mm-hmm. they had to splice the two together. CG wise, yeah. just because of how reflective it was, but still, it, it turned out beautiful. It, it's a great yeah, shot. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, think of movies. Also, I did correct the issue. I did finally see Black Widow. By the way, hey, really? Yeah, and then actually, I really enjoyed it. Like, I it's good. I, mean, I liked it. It's it's really good. I like I like what they did with it. I still wish they would have came out probably a yeah. few years sooner than it did. But yeah, like I really like. I I I figured I'd like it, but I liked it much more than I planned on enjoying it. What do you think about the uh, the opening song? The Oh my gosh! Mm-hmm. That's like that is with the context of what's going on in the movie and how that's done. That is like hauntingly beautiful. Yeah, that's a gorgeous version of "Smells Like Teen like, Spirit." I kind of kind of forgot about it, and then it started playing. It's like, oh, this is what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Like it's really good. Like I'm going to, have to find that and add it to my Amazon playlist. Yeah. And we know Black Widow's dead in the MCU. I mean, she she gone. <gasps> what? <laughs> Three years, spoilers, you know. Um, <laughs> but, God, man. you know, it, it's a shame that Scarlet and Disney, I guess, yeah. got into a, a, a little bit of a uh, spat. And so. Hey, shame, shame on her for trying to uh, enforce her contract yep. yeah exactly shame on her exactly so <laughs> you know I, I hate that she won't be probably being part of any future projects anytime soon for disney i mean i think she was scheduled to be in that tower of terror movie that they were going to come yep. out with and then they kicked her out of that after she sued them it's like ah oh, man but you know black widow was a, a, a wonderful character and so mm-hmm. thrilled that she got her own movie but yeah you're right Bo. it came it, it really did come too late I have to say the freaking David Harbor, like man, I, I I love I love that guy. His Red Guardian was so good. If you really want to see see him just be himself in something funny, uh, we, we're avid watchers of uh, Hot Ones on YouTube. Mm-hmm. They, uh, you know, the, it's the Hot Wings show, the, the interview show with Sean Evans, where they sit down and they do, they start off mild and go to just yeah. burn your rear end hot. <laughs> uh, hot sauce on these chicken wings and this past season while doing the publicity for black widow david harbour sat down and did that and he was funny oh, he yeah. was funny to watch his, his reactions were pretty good especially when he got to the sauce called the bomb which oh yeah 
that's the number seven, number eight sauce. That's the number eight mm-hmm. sauce on the, on the lineup. And that's the one that will get you every time. That's the, that's the one I refuse to try because I see the reactions. We've got like Jess and I actually have a monthly subscription to heatness. The, the hot sauces from hot ones first we feast. So we've got, we got several bottles of the last dab and classic and all the stuff. If you know the show, you know the sauces we're talking about. They have never sent the bomb. And hmm. I never want the bomb. <laughs> but the best, the, the the meme that everybody knows of Shaquille O'Neal is oh, where yeah. he tried the bomb. He's like, yeah. he's like, where was this one made, Sean? He said, this was made in Kansas. Kansas don't know nothing about no hot sauce. Oh, and then, then he bit into it and immediately went, ooh. I'm sorry, Kansas. <laughs> <laughs> See, I need to watch more of them. I've watched the three episodes of watches the Shaquille O'Neal, the Paul Rudd, and then the Ertis Elba. His reaction to where he about just basically coughs his head off there for about 30 minutes was owned me. Take some time and go and watch some of these. I mean, Weird Al Yankovic did a really good one. That was the only one I could let the kids watch because he didn't cuss. Everybody yeah. else. Uh, yeah. I can't let the kids see the one with Gordon Ramsay. That's for sure. Oh, um, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, but uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin was a really good one. Oh, um, yeah. He just, he, he just, you know, he manned up and took it down. I mean, that's Stone Cold. What do you expect? Mm. But The Undertaker as well. Undertaker was a fantastic one. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that one in the Stone Cold one. The Stone Cold one was, was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. I agree. They're fun to watch. They, they get a lot of people on there you, I've never heard of. But they're still entertaining, and I there's some, there's some I take a pass on just because I don't like the celebrity, but I, and I can't name one off the top of my head recently. Mm-hmm. But you know, if, if it's on there, I'll watch it. So, yeah, what are you looking forward to out of Dragon Con this year, Bo? We'll we'll jump back to that off our tangent. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> I I don't know. Like I'm just, like I said, my main thing is just to see. Like I said, Dragon Con is more than just a convention for me now. It's become like you know. A, see people that I interact with online, but see them in person, you know, once a year. Mm-hmm. That's the biggest thing I'm looking forward to. I guess, guess wise, I really, I'm only, as of right now, only two I'm really looking forward to is, uh, Fred Tascaroni, who does like voice acting in Gears of War and one of the characters in Call of Duty Zombies, which I'm a big nerd about. So that's, you know, hey, uh, I'm looking forward to him. And then of course, with my being fan of wrestling, I'm hoping to, DDP will still be attending. Hopefully, he won't be one of the guys that changed their mind. Of course, he lives in Atlanta, so I, you know, I think you know, it's like you know, he's got to rearrange his schedule to get there and not get there. <laughs> yeah, DDP will be a good one to meet. He always seems so positive. You know, he he's helped so many people with his yoga program. And yeah, see, one of our friends brought up that was one panel they or one panel or thing that Dragon Con should have done. They should have had a DDP yoga session. I'm telling you. Well, you've got Aaron Gray <laughs> who does the Tai Chi stuff every year. Oh, that's true. So I don't so know if I they wanted they to kinda, yeah. step on that. She's been doing Tai Chi Gosh. at Dragon Con ever since I've been going. That's 14, 13, 14 years now. Yeah. <laughs> wow. We got to meet her at Imagicon. She's such a sweet lady. I had yeah. the biggest crush on her when she was on Silver Spoons. Ooh, and, of course, that's... Buck Rogers. Mm-hmm. But and Probably... The other thing I'm looking forward to, I'm looking forward to, to the PKA Surge Luau, which I really have n- nothing special for. I'm just going to probably get a Hawaiian shirt and probably wear socks with sandals. So, <laughs> I, <laughs> Jess has been looking for, she has found some Ghostbusters Hawaiian shirts, yeah. but I, I don't know if we can get them in time now because yeah. they're from these companies and that 
or not, you know, like Amazon ship them in two days or whatever. But yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's probably drop ship from China or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that I do, I do I, I order plenty of stuff like that too, and you know, you just got to order it and wait and hope that it gets here in one piece. Yeah, yeah, and if we can find one of these Spirit of Halloween stores open, you know, they got grass skirts there, like they did last mm-hmm. year. So we'll we'll see. So you guys were mentioning a lot of like wrestlers and stuff here. What mm-hmm. what I I heard of this thing, and, and I'm not much of a wrestling fan, guys. I know we've already established this, but <laughs> Brock was telling us in our pre-show that this uh, event, this WWE event called SummerSlam, just happened, right? Yeah, yeah, it happened oh. uh, as of recording this. It happened yesterday. Which is weird for it to be on a Saturday. Usually the big WWE pay-per-views are on Sunday, but they switched it up with one from NXT I think, tonight. I think with that, and also the venue they have was to say they have was a big uh, boxing match or something happening at that same venue. Oh, so yeah, they were that's in Las another, Vegas. Yeah. yeah, that's another reason why I think it got switched up, which to me, I think Saturday night's a better night for them anyway, because you know if it goes long, you can stay up. You ain't got to worry about it. if you got work Monday morning, you're good. Well, the SummerSlam went long. And oh, yeah, went, well, I'm sure it went needlessly long. I was texting Bo last night. I'm like, are you watching this mess? Because I, it was a mess. And yeah. he's like, no, I'm following the results on Twitter. And they had some good matches. Bobby Lashley versus Goldberg. Everybody was predicting for that to go like a minute or whatever, because Goldberg matches normally don't go that long, apparently. Nope. But it turned out to be good. And I'll just say Bobby Lashley uh, is, is a beast. He, man, he's he's impressive physique wise he looks like wayne brady on steroids he but he's a ridiculous <laughs> buff dude man like it's but i enjoyed watching him and i i, I enjoyed watching goldberg you know I, I liked goldberg back in the day um mm. I, i've not followed wrestling as as you know especially as much as bo has uh i've just now recently gotten back into it yeah and boy you know just watching Watching SummerSlam just really made me miss the attitude and ruthless aggression eras. WWE just doesn't have a, a a superstar in my brain that can hold a candle to, you know, when you had Stone Cold and The Rock and, mm-hmm. you know, all those guys when they would come out and get those electric pops, you know, the big mm-hmm. crowd reactions. However, they did have one reaction uh, like I had, a, I, had a, I had a couple mm-hmm. last night. Becky Lynch, the man, who I think is just gorgeous because, you know, Irish redhead. (laughs) (laughs) With me, it's always redheads. And if Um, anyone's wondering wondering for wrestling, the reason why they call her the man is because she got that really kind of kingdom because she had a big rivalry with Ric Flair's daughter, Charlotte Flair, and her father, Ric Flair, was always to be the man that got to beat the man. So Mm -hmm. therefore, you know, that's how she kind of took on that mantle of the man, even like she's one of the ladies wrestlers, but you know, she's like, she's the man, you know, she's the, the alpha. That's kind of, that's one of the cool thing about it. Okay. Well, she came back and it was thunderous. I mean, she got a pop that I've not heard in WWE in ages. It was massive. Mm. And everybody was on fire for her. And then the match happened. (laughs) She challenged uh, Bianca. Bianca Belair. I don't watch this as much. But yeah, yeah, Bianca Belair. I I remember I did. Jess and I did watch WrestleMania this year, and Bianca had a heck of a uh, a match to win the woman's she, title. She is uh, like I said, I've watched Red Bay. Like she uh, she won it back in WrestleMania, which is good. The guy she's had because uh, she did it. Uh, I think she won 
shoot, I can't remember if she won the Rumble this year. Yeah, she won the Rumble this year. Mm-hmm. But the year before, she had a great Rumble. Like they've been building her for a good few years now. Like she wasn't their developmental product called NXT, and I and that's what I used to watch more than the the main roster. And she's she's an incredible athlete. Like she's really good. And like she, well, the one thing about her, like one of her big signature things, I like she has this long ponytail. Mm-hmm. It's like tightly braided. And like she'll smack people with it, and it sounds like it is just like cutting them in half. Who is the wow. character in Mortal Kombat that's got that big ponytail? Uh, I don't remember a big ponytail. Uh, yeah, Sindel, she would do the the big hair whip. Yeah, thing. the hair. Yeah, Sindel. Yeah, yeah. That's what she reminds me of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Her her hair is incredibly long, and I was very surprised to see, at least in the in the handful of matches that I've seen her in, nobody's really taken advantage of that. You know. Yeah, put her in an airplane, spin with her hair. <laughs> but well, I mean, we 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 know that wrestling is scripted, so you know what? It, it, what? It, it could. It it's could, still it real could to happen me. Happen soon. There you go. <laughs> it's real, man. <laughs> it is. It is um, a, a man soap opera, you know. So oh, it's, yeah. it's it's the way it is. But oh yeah, no. You no, know, you you say it. It's like it hasn't happened yet. Oh, it it probably will. I oh, mean, yeah. if that's a feature that people look at, so, you know. A villain or something will we'll find a way to. I don't know it. because this is where we're going to cover a hard criticism with WWE. Like I said, they they spilt, spent a year or two building Bianca Belair up until only have Becky Lynch, which I understand she is one of their most popular superstars. And I mean, I'm uh, I'm glad you know she's back, but have her come back and then just basically what 26 seconds roll up and defeat one of the people you've be- built up over the years. So. I don't even think it was 20 I, seconds. I really, mean, it, it was a short. I mean, she came it's, in there and. One two, yeah, and but that's was, what they call a squash match. They yeah, basically come oh, she in, completely squashed her. Win. Yeah, and for that massive pop that she got at the beginning when she came in, that place was electric. And when she squashed Bianca in about twenty seconds, the place and and, and she won the championship. Yeah. The place went dead. It was silent. The only thing you heard was the music, and you know the commentators. Oh my goodness, you know the man is back. And you look at you look at the crowd. The actually mm-hmm. everybody's like. Really? Yeah. That was the worst part of SummerSlam, I think. It was the it was the best and the worst because they finally had somebody who ran in and got that incredible amount of applause and, and screaming and everything and yeah. then just complete one eighty once she once yeah, that match was it, over in twenty seconds. It's like Yeah. You you could have built that up. You really could have. You could have made a better storyline out of it. Because now, what's going to become of Bianca after this yeah. great push that she's had? Mm-hmm. It's yeah, kind of like it, a stumble in a way. Like she stumbled oh, back a little huge. bit, and then yeah, stuff like that is why I've quit watching. Like I said, I've kind of given up on them when they released my favorite character over the last like ten years of Bray Wyatt. I mean, mm-hmm. that guy was really cool, just something out of the ordinary, and then. Of course, they, according they say budget cuts and, and other creative differences. You know, it's weird to me. Like anybody who gets themselves over, they usually cut them or something. It's weird. Yeah. Like I don't know. It's it's one of the reasons why like I said I've kind of drifted away from them. And of course, there's a better product, in my opinion. Now, whether that's you mm-hmm. know, there's a better product out there right now. <laughs> and Jim Cornette will disagree with you. <laughs> Jim Cornette's going to disagree with everybody, no yeah, matter pretty what. Much. <laughs> I was listening while I was, I was working on my uh, my Eagle Moss Enterprise D. I was listening to his his uh, podcast from yesterday, yeah. and he man, he hates AEW. He hates him he, so well, bad. I I, I, th- I think he uh, I, the guy he in his older years he's got very out there. But I tell you, the guy respects like no matter how you feel about the guy, you know some people don't agree with some of the things he's done or said or whatever. The dude. 
respects it for what it is. Like he respects the the art and craft of professional wrestling. Yeah. And like he's a wrestling savant of like golden era eighty plus behind. So the man's the man's knowledgeable of the product, but I don't know. Like he's also, you know, it's like we talk about the generational thing, you know, he's a product of his time. Yeah. Well, and, and speaking of Jim and speaking of AEW and speaking of massive pops. <laughs> Friday night and I had that I don't have TNT because we've gone yeah. streaming and my streaming platform doesn't have TNT which I've got to find a way to get this but thankfully AEW puts their stuff on YouTube quite a bit mm-hmm. and so they put the return of CM Punk mm-hmm. on there so I got to watch it yesterday holy smokes well, he was in his hometown of Chicago too. You've got to remember too. That's the also the United Center. He's a yeah. he's a big Chicago born and bred guy. So yeah, it, it was a perfect yeah. storm for him to to come back. But even Jim Cornette, he he talked quite a bit about CM Punk and coming back. And the first thing out of his mouth, and this is how you know mm-hmm. AEW did something right. Is Cornette goes, you know, CM Punk came back, and they brought him in. But they didn't do it the way I would have done it. Yeah. And that's a good thing because they did it perfectly. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that, that was his words is like, I'm glad they wow. didn't do it the way I would have done it because they nailed it. The, yeah. the commentators didn't say a yep. word. It was just the big cult of personality music hit. CM Punk comes mm-hmm. out and you couldn't hear the music anymore except when the crowd was singing it. Oh man. It was it was mind blowingly deaf. And you could tell that over the over the television. It's it was really cool. Because the guy, like I said, if you're like I know you're not a wrestling guy, um, Kevin, CM Punk, he he's been like he was a what they call a darling of the independent era. He was in what's called Ring of Honor. He Gained a great following, and that's his thing. He's a straight edge guy, so he says he doesn't drink, doesn't do all that stuff. He, you know, lives by that. But he's very his character, and he, I guess it's just his personality in general. Like I said, that's his theme. His theme song is "Cult of Personality" by Living Color. That is his nice. theme. Music. So he he is very he's very he has that just he has that personality. Like you would like I could see him commanding a group of people, and they would follow him to the ends of the world because that's that's how pop, wow. like how devote his fan base is to him. I mean, he's a, also, once again, great athlete, 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 I cannot talk tonight, sorry. Like Brock said, I compared this probably the pop he got because the guy's been, he he got frustrated with WWE and he set out his contract and then, you know, there for a while he didn't wrestle. So he has been inactive for seven years mm-hmm. in wrestling. He tried, he tried UFC, that didn't do so well for him, which I mean, you know, everybody's going to try a job that didn't work out for him. But I mean, he, he just, his, the way he is, he was meant for pro wrestling and I'm glad to see him back. And you were talking about like attitude era pop. Probably the pop he got was to me is probably comparable. You remember when Austin came in and kind of say, or he was supposed to be not a band from the arena that night. And I want to say helped uh, Mick Foley win his world, first world championship. Mm-hmm. I compare that pop to that. That's what Punk got. If you're a yeah. wrestling fan, like it was just, it just erupted. And like you said, they didn't let the commentators think they let the crowd, the crowd and the, the crowd and CM Punk did the talking. Yeah. He went and sat in the middle of the ring, crossed his legs yep. and just sat down and just commanded attention. That was one of the, the best things I've seen in wrestling in, in quite a while. And like I said, I'm not, I don't watch often. I don't watch raw. I don't watch SmackDown. I've just got other things to do on those nights. Mm-hmm. And I, I watch the pay-per-views, yeah. you know, because they're on Peacock and I can, you know, without having to dish out <laughs> that obscene amount of money for them. But, <laughs> right. <laughs> so, you know, 
it, it was a sight to behold. And I, I, you know, once the ruthless aggression era ended with WWE is when I kind of backed out of it. Um, so a lot of these talents and everything these days, I'm not overly familiar with. I, I have to, I have to constantly message Bo during these things. Like, who's this? What are they doing? Yeah. <laughs> Why are these belts all different? Um, you know, <laughs> so get off my lawn. Exactly. <laughs> so it, well, I mean, that was, that was a lot of fun to see. It really was. Well, that's the great thing about AEW. It was kind of born off of kind of, you know, people like a lot of people involved are people who remember the eras that we love, like the 80s and 90s. And there's a lot of people involved with their product. And I think the thing about it is, is like a lot of people, them guys were either they were part of the industry or they were fans of the industry. And they're kind of doing that, which I think kind of this is WWE is kind of a victim of its own success. You know, years ago, it went publicly traded on the stock market. Now they have boardroom meetings and, you know, how do we do this? I think I think. Like they've become, which is funny, you know, their, their big, their big heel think, faction was the corporation. Well, I believe that's the biggest thing that's happened to them now. It's all about, yeah. you know, we've got to sell tickets. We got to sell toys. We got to, I mean, they, that was how it was originally, but I think now it's more streamlined. Like, you know, we have board meetings, we do uh, audience testing and, you know, rather than it just being, you know, they're trying to do audience testing for, you know, kids and, you know, something they can sell to a casual, casual fan where AEW is kind of more worried about like, Let's make something wrestling fans like. Mm-hmm. That's just my that's my take on it. Like I've watched this since day one. Like I was so excited for AEW and like that's it's it, every like even at the most times you know when I've got burned out I'll at least watch ten or fifteen minutes you know when I don't have time I'll try to watch it and still at least keep up on it. That's I'm actually invested in it, wanted to keep up with it and watch it when I can. That, that was really neat at Magic City Con a couple of years ago after AEW debuted and, oh yes and cody and dustin Rhodes had that brother against brother match that was yep. one of the best matches i think i've ever seen in my life and dustin was at magic yep. city con and we got to go in there and talk to him and like dude that match thank oh, you for, yeah th- thank you for for coming to aew and, and kicking it off like that he's like he's like well man I, I, he's, that means a lot that you guys enjoyed it and i'm like dude that was one of the best i'm like you you still yeah. got it man that's why I told him, I said, man, why are, you, why are you and your brother making this dude in his late 30s almost cry at a wrestling match, man? Because, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, their father is the legendary, the legendary Dusty Rhodes. Ooh, so, baby. Yeah. Ron Daniels. Yeah. So, yeah, that was, that's, that's the crazy thing about That's the crazy, like, we'll go back, maybe think almost crying. Like, I know some people have kind of, like, poked fun. There was a, there's a great image even Brock you shared to me. The guy <laughs> kind of weeping at CM Punk's return. That's the one thing I say about wrestling, you know, it's. Some people may, you know, mess with it or, you know, fans of it. But at the end of the day, man, it's something important to somebody. And like, it's like any other TV show or movie. It's just, like I said, athletic theater. You have Mm -hmm. storylines, you have these characters that you get emotionally invested with. And like I said, that was hometown Chicago. I'm sure that guy is probably a Chicago and, you know, punk fan. And yeah. I don't know if you've noticed, but I've seen guys like wrestlers on Twitter have reached out to that guy being like, who is this guy? Because this is this is that's why they do it. man. Yeah. I mean, they, they love love the sport, but like, you know, as much as they love the sport, they want to see the fan love the sport just as much as them. Yeah. Well, and jumping back to SummerSlam, Edge and Seth Rollins, that was a that was a really good match. I thoroughly that- enjoyed that match. And what what was really neat in, in talking about all the nostalgia factors for this mm-hmm. is. All of a sudden, when Edge's entrance hit, the music came on, but it wasn't 
It wasn't the, you think you know me. It was the brood, you know, when it was Gangrel and Christian. I think he's, and, I don't think he's it, used that theme since like 2000 or 90, yeah. 99-ish. It's been a while. And that yeah. hit, and he came up out of the floor, you know, and the place was red and you hear the brood music. Yeah. And, and Jess and I were sitting on the couch and we're like, how many people in this arena actually remember the brood? There's probably so yeah. many kids in that crowd Googling, what is this? You know, it's like, oh, no, that was when it was in his heyday. Yeah. But he came out and then halfway after the brood music ended, yeah. then it kicked into his, you know, his regular, you know, you think you know me, you know, his yeah. rated R superstar music. But, uh, man, that was I'm, I'm so happy to see Edge still going like like he is. He, he and Seth really did a, a good match. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Seth Rollins is one of the better, the newer guys. A lot of some people don't like him, but I mean, I I I respect his, his once again his ability. Like I said, a crazy thing about Edge, Edge was sidelined for like, gosh, how long did it be? Years. He was retired. Like he, they wouldn't clear him for concussion protocol mm-hmm. and neck protocol, but then they finally cleared him, and he's kind of having. I kind of I don't think I don't know if he'll win another world championship, but I'm still enjoying his return run. Yeah, I, I was so hoping Gangrel would have shown up. When, when that music hit, I'm like, oh, 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 oh. But yeah. He has he has popped up in AEW once. Oh, did he? Yes, uh Matt Hardy, that he kinda had he had they had this uh this battle. Like I said, they this wacky thing, the Hardys have had this wacky thing where he's very a, a eccentric character and they had this mm-hmm. battle at his home and uh yeah, uh, Gangrel randomly popped up in the match. So. <laughs> he's still out there. That's funny. Uh, the the big big main event last night was John Cena and Roman Reigns, and I don't know that much about Roman Reigns. I'll, I'll be honest; I know a lot of people don't like him. Um, As he's turned heel, his his character is much better now. I thoroughly enjoyed that match. You know, uh, of course, you know, being all three of us being old mm-hmm. school gamers, he came, when John Cena came out and all of his ring gear was uh, it looked like Super Mario three. Yeah, it, it was cool. great. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that's awesome. So yeah, he, you know, he, he knew how to get all of us old fogies hooked mm-hmm. in, but, uh, they had a good match. They had a fun match. I, I totally didn't expect Cena to win because I mean, he's, he's Hollywood now, yeah. but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, at the, at the end of that match, it, and I know apparently it was a big deal. A lot of people popped for it when Brock Lesnar came out and I know he and Roman have had a longstanding feud. I don't know when Brock was last seen in WWE. I haven't paid that close attention. Uh, WrestleMania last year, I believe. 2020. That could be, that could be wrong. No, I didn't, I didn't know how long he had been out, but when he came out and we were, we had a thread going in, um, in one of our Facebook groups, uh, and yes, have some podcast, uh, group therapy. Uh, there was a thread going on people doing a watch along and, Everybody was like, oh, my goodness, it's Brock Lesnar. And the way he looks now, I just typed in, oh, my goodness, it's Techno Viking. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've, I've seen him. He he looks like I, somebody's called him IPA Brock Lesnar, too, yeah. also. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I, I know Vince had to throw a few million to him to get him to come back because that's what Brock's all about. Easy money. Come on back for a spot or two. Yeah. But uh it was fun to see him. Hey, um, speaking of wrestling, I don't know if this has entered either one of your radar, but uh, you remember when Stephen Amell was mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm. things um, in, in wrestling? 
I didn't really realize it because I always thought it was just kind of like a stunt with the arrow, you know, the, the show that no, he was on. He, he's a huge but, fan. I mean, yeah, he's a huge fan, but he actually has a show now called Heels yep. that's on um, Stars. I yep. uh, watched the first episode of that the other day, and it is phenomenal. Oh. Like, it, it looks like it's going to be very, very good. And when you guys were talking a while ago about that one match that apparently happened on this that was like really quick, mm-hmm. um, you, you kind of get something like that in the first episode of this show. I'm yeah. not going to spoil it for you, but it's about, it's basically about two brothers that are trying to um, continue a smaller wrestling league that was started by their father and supported by their yeah. father. Their father has passed. And the older brother, which is Stephen Amell's character, um, he's like trying to, to, to make it work. And the younger brother's just trying to be a good wrestler. And, you know, he has a lot of temptations from other wrestling um, ventures and things like that that come up in there. And it, the actual star power in this is is, is pretty good. I, I was actually kind of blown away. And I had no idea this was coming up, and I saw it come out. Um, so I popped on the stars, watched it. I recommend it. If you're a wrestling fan, you're yes. probably going to like this because it's it's not just like, as Brock was saying earlier, how WWE's going on real corporate. This is kind of like, Back to the basics. Well, the indie, yeah, the indies is what a lot of people made yeah. me think. Also, the guy we're talking about, CM Punk, he's supposed to be in that series. His, really? his, real, his real name is Phil Brooks, but that's his CM Punk. He's in it. I'll I'll have to see if he's in the first episode. And I'll look him up and send a image to you okay. later on. Well, I'll, I'll definitely try to check out that show. I, I I loved Arrow when Steven was on there, and he came to Dragon Con. Oh goodness, I forget what year it was, but I I got a chance to meet him and. It was it was right when he was doing uh, when he was portraying Casey Jones in the Michael Bay Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles mm-hmm. movies, um, but I got to meet him and and do a photo op with him and I'm like <laughs> Stephen Amell's a big boy and he is a rock mm-hmm. solid muscle, but mm-hmm. he uh, I had to look up to him I'm like oh hi wow you are you are a big man and the, and the weird <laughs> thing is is when you look at Stephen Amell he I don't know what it is about him in like the Arrow and other shows he just doesn't look like he's that big and he is that's what's scary and, yeah. yeah and then as soon as you go and you look at his physical stats it's like that guy he's a chonker he's a mm-hmm. big guy he's a very well-built guy and then when i actually saw some of the clips granted again i don't watch wrestling that much but i did make sure i watched the clips because i'm a fan of his of when he did you know wrestling he was holding his own with everybody yeah i mean it was like yeah so it, it kind of what got me thinking about it was i'm sure he was Doing that because he's a huge fan, but he was always do he was also doing research mm-hmm. for this show most likely, because I'm sure this show has been in development for a while. I just had not heard of it; it's just not on my radar. But I will 100 percent be following this show. Nice, um, and just hearing Stephen Amell speaking a Southern accent, it's <laughs> it's, it, it's kind of awesome. Speaking of, uh, did you ever see the the movie The Wrestler with with Mickey Rourke, Kev? Yes. Oh my yes. gosh. Gosh, I actually watched that about a couple of weeks ago again, mm-hmm. um, because uh, that's just showing the realities of being a wrestler and being a, oh, yeah. a, a you know an old salt in the industry. Yeah, uh, that was just phenomenal. And didn't he won he yeah. won something for that? Didn't he? I think he was it, he was either nominated or got an Academy Award for that. I mean, it was well, it, whatever he got was well deserved because um, that that movie was phenomenal. I mean, it was just like out of left field too. It was like. Mm-hmm. I remember when it first came out, and I was like, "Whoa!" He got nominated this- for best actor, yeah, for, mm-hmm. for that, and, and very, very deservingly so. 
that's a good movie. So, but yeah, so, uh, I, I got nothing else on wrestling theater. Well, let's, Hey guys, let's switch over to Halloween. What about Halloween? Sure. <laughs> this is a about dressing up and being is, someone different. Boy, look at, look, you see how excited Kevin got oh, man. <laughs> from, from three fellows who live Halloween all year long, actually getting to the, getting to the season where the, all the normies mm-hmm. can enjoy Halloween with us is always the best time of the year for, for me. So, you know, where people don't feel weird getting in costume, you know, all the, the normal folks that are like, Oh, well, I don't know why you get in costume. It's like, you just don't understand, man. And then yep. you get to this time of the year, you know, the, you know, the, the fall where not only is fall my best, uh, my favorite season of the year, mm-hmm. yeah, but Halloween is like the centerpiece in fall. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, you know, we get to do, you know, you get to decorate your house, like, do all your decorations and whatever you want to do and then and and have the kids come over to your house and give out candy and unlike me last year who didn't have enough candy <laughs> make sure I have enough this year <laughs> apparently you know, th- th- this past year was the first time or the first year that I lived in in my current home and didn't really know the neighborhood very well and I learned that um uh kids were being trucked in uh and they went around the the neighborhood on the, the back of trailers and we're just getting off at houses and on mass. And I was like, Oh, I'm in one of those neighborhoods. This is good. <laughs> nice. Well, what are you guys planning on doing this Halloween? I was not, not dressing up or anything, but as far as decorations. Well, like for me, usually like a, that's kind of ties in earlier. We're talking about dragon con. That's usually what I do. Cause I'm usually off the day after dragon con anyway. So usually I'll come home after I get settled in after labor day and, Shoot, I start, we start digging, uh, my family, we start digging our Halloween stuff out around then to get it out. We've got a few mm-hmm. inflatables and the wife and I have talked about it, but lumber has been very expensive, but we were intentionally going to try to uh, make some, uh, you know, the, uh, the plywood standouts and stuff. Mm-hmm. We've talked about it for years. Like I eventually at one point I do want to do for my, my, my yard. You've seen my yard, Brock, kind of mm-hmm. that little sloped area. I want to do the welcome to silent, either the welcome to silent hill or raccoon city, like welcome to nice. sign. I want to do that for my yard one year. I mean, we've usually, we do the inflatables. We've got some Nightmare for Christmas and got a few GB inflatables. Usually we're the inflatables. I like, I like the inflatables, but the, that goes back to also we're talking about grass. The only thing about putting my decorations out in sep- early September is I still have to cut grass in September. Yeah. <laughs> so that's one of the other fun things about it. So you got to make sure you got to move them every time I cut grass and put them back. But that's usually with that. We, we do a few decorations inside. We really have never done Halloween decorations. I'll go buy decorations. I'll go buy inflatables and stuff like that. Like this year we saw, uh, no golly. What was it? Home Depot started advertising their inflatables about three or four weeks ago. And apparently this year they've got this massive $200 Ursula inflatable. And of course, Jess was like, okay, you're going to get this, aren't you? And I'm like, yes, I'm, I'm absolutely going to get it. You know, we've got, I've got an eight foot tall stay puffed inflatable and as well as a 13 foot tall stay puffed inflatable. And those are really the only, those are currently the only two that I have. And I'm, I'm definitely going to get the Ursula one, no matter what. I mean, it's Ursula. Yeah. I saw that in the notes. I'm actually now looking at it. Wow. That is impressive. That and, is yes, really it is. cool looking. It's, it's nice. So. Uh, is, is it the one where she's holding the pumpkin? The, the yeah, jack-o-lantern? like yeah. that's that's really cool. Like I like the way that that's gonna look awesome in the yard. Yeah, uh, it won't go in the yard. 
Oh, that's true. Uh, I don't want anybody <laughs> to steal What it. you talk about? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sleeping with it, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, it's big. It's big. It won't fit in the bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. The wife's already said no, so <laughs> I said no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but one thing I did pick up: we've got a traffic light near our house. We're, we're we're located not terribly far from a Lowe's, and this traffic light goes out all the time. So there was a massive line. In order to get to our house, you have to go left at the light. If you go right, you go to Lowe's, and. The, the the light was blinking red and yellow, and just as a sidebar, if you're driving and come upon an intersection where the lights are blinking like that, the regular traffic lights, learn what they mean. Learn traffic patterns. <laughs> learn how to drive. If it's red, it means stop. If you've got a yellow light flashing, that means go through. Be cautious, but go through. Don't stop, because then it turns into this massive four-way stop, which is not supposed to be unless there's red lights blinking on every side of the light. Anyway, I'm going off on a traffic pet peeve of mine. Lawn. Oh, my gosh. Learn the traffic signals and, and what they mean if they're flashing. Okay. So anyway, everybody being Bubba Dum Dum has stopped at all these these yellow lights and, and naturally the red lights. So there's traffic backed up four ways. I'm like, man, forget this. I It, it would probably take me 10 minutes to go left to go to my house. So I take a right. I just go to Lowe's. I'm like, I'm going to go the back way. That's normally what I do. If it's ever backed up there, I take a right. I go to Lowe's and then make my way down the other side on my street and can 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 get there without any problem usually. So I go to Lowe's. I'm like, I want to kill some time at Lowe's. I go in there and see what kind of Halloween decorations they put out. And they've got this. They've got a Haunted Mansion light. One of those where you, you, know, you sit down on the center of the table, you turn it on, and it turns, and it, the, the lights light up on all the uh, – they turn, and they show up on your ceilings and your walls yeah, and stuff. Yeah, So it's like Haunted Mansion wallpaper. It's got the hitchhiking ghosts and stuff, and so it's rotating around your room. So, yeah, you better believe I got one of those. And uh, a couple of candelabras that look like the uh, the gargoyles from Haunted Mansion, but they're not Haunted Mansion, but they're close enough. But I don't, they're cool. So yeah. that that's what I've gotten this year, and I've got to pick up Ursula at some point. Yeah, that's like what I really talk about with our inflatables. Like my like ghost, like Ghostbusters, my thing. Nightmare for Christmas is my wife's thing. So like all our inflatables, like we have a big Oogie Boogie and Jack and Sally and Zero. So that's usually our decor outside. By the way, I'm sorry I didn't mean to go back, but <laughs> no, I was thinking about that. I was yeah, like, that's um, what we're talking about. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I saw you. You bought a uh, your first piece of, of fall decoration, Kev. Yeah. I did, yeah. Um, well, you know, there's there's fall and then there's Halloween, and that's two very distinct and separate things for me. So, you know, I'll, I'll do I'll do fall decorations, but be, being that I haven't been at my house, um, but uh, just a little over a year now, I kind of made a splash last year immediately because I made it known that I'm the guy to come and get candy from. <laughs> because um, uh, starting in September, actually, no, toward the it was toward the end of September, I. Um, Actually, uh, one of my big things with um, with Halloween, at least in this house, is uh, projectors. I like uh, I have projectors like uh, not like like the projectors you get at Party City, but like actual media projectors that you can put images on. And one of the things I did was I have a a set of windows in my uh, the front of my house that are all there like three panes of windows that are right next to each other, and they kind of form one large window. And I, I put a sheet over that in the evenings and would 
pull the uh, open the blinds fully, put a sheet over it, and I would project from the inside, dancing and dancing skeletons and other scenes like that. So even way before Halloween, people were driving by going, "This guy likes Halloween." And <laughs> and, and and last year, I didn't really have time to set a lot of stuff up because I had only been in the house for you know. It wasn't like uh, a month. Well, I was a little more than that. It's like three months. Um, so this year I've had plenty of time to prepare and I have a 3d printer. So this year I, uh, in addition to setting up the same display, I'll be setting up a secondary projected display, um, for the two windows in my garage that are on the front side. Um, and I, I plan on doing portraits in those like two separate portraits that will actually move and do things. So sneak preview there and much to the delight of my fellow ghostbusters here, I am planning on doing ghostbuster skeletons. In the front yard, I'm going to do like, uh, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do four. I may just do three, but I'm going to do some miniature skeletons and print them some small proton packs and then have them <laughs> actually pointing their proton packs or their, their, their ones at the, at the roof. And I'm going to actually run. This is all if I can get this to work, guys, but I'm going to run a wire up to the roof and actually mm. have them fighting a ghost of some sort yeah. up on the roof. Uh, something nice. that's also going to be in skeleton form or something. Um, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I've got the stuff on order. Um, and it's just a matter of, uh, you know, getting it and, and getting and starting to get it set up. I'm, I'm not going to start until like, probably like Bo said, probably right after Dragon Con was when you'll start seeing me doing things. But I, I tend to, you know, even though I'm kind of crazy about it, I tend to wait until the official start of fall <laughs> before I start inundating my poor neighbors with like, hey, guys, guess guess what? Kevin's the guy that loves fall. Check it out. It's fall stuff everywhere. <laughs> well, that's awesome, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I don't um, I also do inflatables as well. Um, I, like last year, I did a uh, I had a Grogu. You know, Star Wars Grogu that had was holding a pumpkin. I think a lot of people had that one. I did that one. I don't know if I'll do that one again this year because where I had him last year, this year I'm going to have the Ghostbusters. So I'm Ooh. I'm slowly going to um, be doing more unique and um, eye catching things because I mean, you know, I'm I'm not dogging inflatables, but in reality, anybody can do them. They're easy to do. They're easy to store. You put them up. And then you bring them out and then you plug them in and then they just inflate and they're cool. I love them, but I want to do, I want to be known as that guy that, in the neighborhood that does all the really cool, unique things like putting projectors in his windows and, and doing dustbusters and things like that. Yeah, you know? That's my goal. Eventually I'm trying, I've been trying to price it over the last few years. I want to do some of that. Like, I know people do it mostly for Christmas, but I kind of want to get some of them lights where you can do the music to lights mm -hmm. in your house. I would just put them out, put them out for Halloween and just leave them out to the rest of the year, you know, get some of the, the <laughs> LED, the LED strips where they could be any color. So that's, yeah. yeah, that's my goal one day. You just, you just go from Halloween, you switch it from Halloween to Christmas mode. Yeah. And they just, <laughs> yeah, just, switch, they just, just change the music, switch up the program and then, you know, that's it. <laughs> that's fantastic. And that, you know, when we get to our final forever home, you know, that we're, we're eventually, our, our plans yeah. are to build our final house. That's when I'll probably start really doing decorating and stuff. Until now, it's, I don't know, with, yeah. I, I work about an hour away from my office and stuff and getting home and stuff it, and getting my kids every other weekend. It's kind of a hassle for, for me to really get into the decorating thing. Uh, once, I, once I get retired, which hopefully will not be too far away, you know, and I can actually make a little bit more time to do that. But one thing I was thinking, Cal, with, with your projectors, 
and and maybe with your 3D printer, of course, you could probably buy just regular blank mannequin heads. But like, you know, mm -hmm. like at the Haunted Mansion, you know, they've got the, the blank heads that sit there, but then they project, uh, the you know, the, the singing ghosts, the singing busts, you know, where they have the face on them. And so it looks like the bus itself is singing, but it's actually the projector. You what? Know. Yeah, I've seen some stuff like that. Stuff. They they make some for like pumpkins and stuff you can do. Oh, do at they? Home. Yeah, they like they, it's a singing pumpkin type thing. I've seen a few of them. Okay. Yeah, it's it's the the singing bus that do grim grinning ghosts. Um, mm -hmm. in the haunted mansion, I think one of them. Does I'm gonna have to look into that. That sounds really cool. Yeah, I saw. Um, I mean, anybody that is on TikTok. Around Halloween, and uh, heck, even starting right now, you, you've got a lot of those those cheap Chinese sellers that are doing like advertisements on TikTok that that they're like, oh, you can buy the, oh, you can't get the twelve foot tall skeleton. Well, you can buy it from this Shopify yeah. site that was thrown up, and then you'll get it in a month and a half. You know, <laughs> and it's just, yeah, it's it, it, but and you'll get it a lot cheaper. But it's just because it's it's the China the, the Chinese factory is just caught because they don't you know they don't do they don't do patents and stuff over there so they just will just take american stuff and just copy it and sell it for you know a third of the price yeah. but you takes you a month and a half to get it but yeah it, it they, they've even had some come up I, I remember last year they there was a company that was selling the uh, pumpkins that it had an internal projector that it, it was actually projecting onto a yeah. mesh and they and they actually had their own music uh module that uh, the music would play and then they would talk and it, it was like their, their face was moving and everything. Um, you, but you, you can never tell what the quality is going to be. Of course, when they show it, it's a video yeah, yeah. doctored. And then when you get it, it's like it's something you bought at the Dollar Tree. The McDonald's at home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I totally, I totally get that. I'm going to, I'm actually going to look into that. That sounds really cool. My goal is to do one new really cool thing every year. Mm -hmm. It's like, I don't want to ever get to the point where I'm like necessarily the person that everybody comes to visit, but I think it eventually will get to that point where it's like, all right, there's a Halloween dude in the, in the, in the neighborhood and it's that guy. He always does Halloween because I know he's got all those costumes and he does all that crazy stuff. And mm -hmm. you know, it, it'll probably be me. And I, I think I've already kind of been nominated to be that guy anyway, because <laughs> I'm, the, I'm the guy who started doing the projected stuff, you know, um, over a month before, Halloween, just so that everybody knew that the new guy in the neighborhood was the guy to come get candy from. <laughs> so the, the big question, do you do the full-size candy bars? Yes, I did. I did there last you year. go. There yep. you go. All right, I'm yep. going to come trick-or-treat at your house this year. You're, you're, doing, you're, you're doing Sam Haynes' work. Yep. <laughs> uh, I, I fully admit, this goes back to being the Gen X introvert. We'll do like a neighborhood trunk-or-treat, so we'll go set up and and getting the costume like like a couple of years ago pre-pandemic we mm -hmm. we got in our Anna and our Kristoff outfits and we went and we did a trunk or treat where the parents could bring kids in safely and stuff you know through parking lots and, yeah and all so we normally will shut the lights off in the house so kids don't see out granted in, in this neighborhood there's not a lot of kids anyway so we don't really see an influx but normally we'll turn off the lights and eat the candy ourselves <laughs> I, I picture both of you sitting there like Gollum well he was yeah. you know <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> can, can I have a hand, uh, 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 candy bar honey mm. no well, I mean <laughs> my hair I mean, 
I mean, have you had a Reese's peanut butter pumpkin cup? You know what I'm saying? The the pumpkin yes. peanut butter cup. I mean, as I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, I do get those out. <laughs> those go into my shame on me, Doctor Fund. He busts at me. <laughs> Your sugar levels, boy. <laughs> Sorry, Doc. The sugar. <laughs> Speaking of candy, did you see that um little Debbie stuck snuck out a new cake? And little Debbie, in, in the event that you guys are not familiar, is you know, that's kind of big, a big you know, big southern thing, right? There's it was a cookies and cream cake. A cookies and cream brownie. That's brownie, yes, I'm yes. sorry. Yeah. Cookies like, and cream brownie. This is on shelves now? I believe so. Yes. I think I think who is it? I think the ostrich tweeted something out about it. That's how I know about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I saw that, and he was he was like, "Yeah, you see, yeah, you, little Debbie just tried to nonchalantly just drop a brand new uh, brownie on us, but you know, I found it, and here <laughs> it is." <laughs> I'm gonna have to try that. My son loves cookies and cream stuff. Try to find that. He seemed to think it was really good. So, well, I mean, I've, I've as you can probably see from my well physique, there's not. I've, Tested many of Little Debbie's <laughs> products, and I've yet to find one that I'm like, you know what, this is terrible. No, they're all great. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's like the legend of the Christmas tree cakes. Oh gosh, everybody, everybody! If you're a Southerner, if you open, if if you go to a Southerner's house and you open up their freezer, like if you're just one of those people and you just go and snoop in their stuff, if you open their freezer and in there somewhere you don't see that they've got a frozen Christmas tree cake, it, yeah. it just knocks them down like five pegs, man. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a and Christmas that's... tree cake because Christmas tree cakes are are better frozen. It's just the, the you get them out and they're cold. They're so good. And you want to save one because, you know, you go through the whole box and mm-hmm. then you're like, man, I got to keep one of these because, you know, they're going to go out of season and we can't get them. And there's really wait. nothing that tastes like Christmas tree cakes. Yeah. It's there. just such a, it's such a distinct, like, I don't know what it is they have. It is just, you, that's exactly, like I said, a blind taste test. You would know what it was instantly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there really isn't anything that tastes like a Christmas tree cake. I, I, I'm, just, I'm trying to think of something that's even similar, really. And it's, Oh, it's so another like, little Debbie product. Zebra cakes, Sim- zebra cakes is close. Yeah, yeah it's close. close. It's the consistency. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think they have like Easter. They have like other seasonal holiday ones, but some things are why I think they just save something just for the Christmas tree cake. They I don't know do. if it's just the combination of the, the the way that they do the shell and then they do mm-hmm. the the sprinkles on top. Yeah, yeah. No, I think that's what does it. Is yeah. what makes it like it's not like any of the other ones. Yeah, the crystallized sprinkles. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And little Debbie, in the event that you'd like to reach out to us for sponsorship, email <laughs> is bamageeks at gmail.com. Exactly. <laughs> we are fully open to that. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, you know, the Christmas tree cake can might be the one thing of Christmas I would be all right seeing out before Halloween, you know? That tells you <laughs> yeah. that tells you the power of it. Seriously. Mm. I mean, that would be perfect. It, yeah, I agree wholeheartedly. That would be something that would be incredibly welcome. If you're like going in, you know, going to Walmart and you go down the the Halloween aisles, which you know they don't have out yet, but they're doing the fall stuff already. Yeah. But they go down the Halloween aisles, and then you just see like an end cap with Christmas tree cakes on it. I would be perfectly fine with that. That would be that would be okay. Speaking oh, of end caps. Oh yeah. Uh oh. Guess what's on our end caps here in the Birmingham, Alabama area? Finally, picked up a couple of boxes yesterday. Ghostbusters Afterlife cereal. They're on the end caps in, around Birmingham, so they're in the state. Finally, General Mills. Just, finally, just messaged me that uh, the marshmallows are showing up too. Yeah, yeah. She, when she was at the grocery store today, she found those. So, yeah, General Mills, thank you for finding Alabama on a map. <laughs> finally, well, it's well, like we, this state is the last place to get anything. And uh, neck and Ninja Turtles. 
You, you know, you're, <laughs> you're going to have to go into one of those Chinese sites that Kevin mentioned. Yeah, that's probably get, get your do. knockoff turtles. Um, Domarello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Ghostbusters Afterlife cereal. If you're here in Alabama, start looking for them. I I found uh, quite a few boxes on the end cap yesterday. And that was at the uh, the Hoover Walmart, right? That was at the one at John Hawkins Parkway. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's where we found them. So. And and Bo brought up the NECA turtles. We we both squealed with delight because I got a, a shipping confirmation on the April O'Neil movie figures. They're, they're going to be here Tuesday. Not two minutes. Not two minutes after I got that, Bo sends me a message. Oh my goodness! I got my shipping confirmation on April. I'm like, yeah, me too. I can just imagine Bo and I like you know giddy schoolgirls. <laughs> Her knees are coming. <laughs> It's a huge <laughs> online controversy, apparently, yeah. among fanboys, the way NECA did her uh, knees on the figure. As long as they're functional, who cares? Yeah. <laughs> but Judith I, I, Hogue I, is about to be in our homes. I'm, in, get, I'm, in getting, figure I'm getting a, a figure of, you know, a 30-year-old movie from my youth. You know, I, I'm happy about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are your schedule to arrive Tuesday? Mine, actually. I thought I had an email saying FedEx it was going to try to deliver today, but I don't think they deliver on Sunday. They do? They absolutely uh, do. As far as I know, they didn't. I need to check. My yeah, shipping. they 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 will on occasion. But it was like middle of the day, so I don't. It might have been like you know they send it out and probably, probably tomorrow, mm-hmm. which is fine. Yeah, mine said mine said Tuesday. It might show up tomorrow. Who knows? But they're coming. They're about to be. Yeah, here. exactly. We're going to get them. At least it's, at least it's not the mail that's sending it, right, Brock? <sighs> <sighs> this is not Walmart. The USP. <laughs> <laughs> But, I'm yeah. trying to get you wound out there, Brock, but it's the joke. <laughs> well, look, we, 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 we've got to find something about Walmart that just that ticks you off, you and Jess off about Walmart, because I have the, the struggle of getting the turtles. Brock says the shipping and packaging issue with Walmart. We've got to find the thing. Well, you were employed by Walmart, so I guess that might be. Yeah, that's, that's, ages that's, ago, that's, a that's why Walmart's ago. okay with me. I just know what to expect. I mean, I, w- I worked for Walmart <laughs> for, for six years uh, back before I went to college and yeah, that that place. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When when you guys talk from a customer's perspective about them badly, I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm over here, kind of just holding my breath, or just kind of just sitting here, going smug, going, yeah, I know why it's that way. <laughs> well, <laughs> they I haven't will, changed much since I was there. I will absolutely talk trash about Amazon. I even reached out to them on Twitter yesterday and got feedback from them. They uh, the 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 new Ghostbusters Afterlife fright features figures that are that are mm-hmm. out. I got my uh, I got Winston from them a few days ago, and they sent me one of those padded envelopes. This figure, and I'm like, oh. and I'm like, okay, it wasn't terrible. I can I can flatten the card back out. My bankman arrived yesterday, and the card was bent up. And the bubble was already torn halfway off because wow. they shipped it in another padded envelope. And so I fired off to Amazon on Twitter and I'm like, hey, you guys are better than this. You, What's going on? And they actually reached out and said, we're so sorry. Would you like to return it? And I said, no, I'll go ahead and open it because I was going to get one to open and one yeah. to, mm-hmm. you know, one to leave in the package. I said, but. This is not what I expect out of you. You guys have not done this to me. This is the second figure I've gotten this week that has been in the uh, flimsy padded envelope. Do better. And they're like, thank you for your feedback. We'll we'll send it to. Yeah. It ain't going to change. Did anything. they ship out a Bessemer? 
Probably not. Like it's weird. No, like we've so. got we've got we've got one near us, but like to me, I don't know. Ninety nine percent of my packages come from usually well about about seventy five percent comes from Chattanooga, and then a few come from Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And the the thing is, even if they do ship from Bessemer, they go to Atlanta beforehand. Mm-hmm. That is the weirdest thing. And I'm like, look, I live just a few miles from you. Let's, let me come pick it up. Exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm willing to bet that it would be different if you instead of. And maybe this is something to think about. Maybe instead of doing that, if you know it ships out of somewhere close, have them put it in an Amazon locker. I think they yeah. treat those differently so that you could actually have it put yeah. in an Amazon locker. You go pick it up and they, and I think they do the deliveries on that with our Amazon trucks. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I did reach out to them at one point and, and I asked them specifically not to send anything through the U S postal service anymore because I was having such a hard time with our postal guy. And they wrote back and they said, we actually can't anticipate how we're sending it to you. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, so they probably can't anticipate where it's going to ship out from. Well, yeah, enough. that's always been a problem with them. I mean, I had, I used to have all, when I lived in my previous house, I had all kinds of trouble with them, with USPS not doing the, the right thing. And I'm like, can I just set a preferred carrier mm-hmm. for this? And they're like, no, we can't do that. Because I think the reason they do that is because they use the best rates depending yeah. on the size of the, and I understand now, now that I'm more into well, one of the things, what I do for a living is building e-commerce websites. And now that I'm more into e-commerce and I understand how shipping works, that is absolutely crucial for a lot of companies is to be able to negotiate. Like this is one under one pound. It's cheaper with this. This is one pound to five pounds. It's cheaper with this. So if they can't do that, then they lose money. Yeah. And that, I, you know, that, that would be a huge deal for Amazon, I would think. So mm-hmm. yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll get it straightened out. Maybe the feedback was, uh, I wasn't mean or anything. I just said, I, I expect better out of you because you've always treated me better. And, yeah. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, we're so sorry. But. It, it, the figure is really neat, though. I did go ahead and open it, and it, he came with a little Zool fright feature, and a little push a little button on the back, and his mouth opens up wide with a big yellow tongue and everything else. It, it's really cool. Yeah, they they they've got me really interested too, because I've seen a couple of people post about how they collect them, and I was really surprised that they were collecting them. So that's kind of got me. I was like, okay, that shows you how pretty good they are. You know, They're, I mean, it's a kid's line. This is yeah. the this is the afterlife kids version of the fright feature figures but they're super good i mean they're you know they're they're def- they definitely have that kid toy look to them but they're really neat so if uh if you're have thought about getting these i highly recommend them they're neat i like the color like they're colorful and bright mm-hmm. but they're not you know it's not ridiculous like it, it fits for a toy if that makes sense you know what i mean yeah the little the little terror dog is is a little zool is kind of a cauliflower blue mm-hmm. and when you press the button on the back his his tongue is a kind of a bright orangish yellow and the inside of his mouth is a bright orangish yellow it's very colorful but it's, it's really neat so i've seen the ecto for the for those figures i've been wanting to get it but i'm trying to be be the cool collector i'm trying to find the one of the variant boxes you know the one with phoebe in her flight suit that's the one yeah. i want i've only seen those show up in canada so far yeah, I see. I've seen plenty of the regular one, which I need to get one before it's over with. Yeah. Well, guys, anything else for the night for this episode? Hey, I got the gush about Halloween, so um, I'm that's that's my goal. You good? I'm good. I'm I'm all in Halloween mode now. So. <laughs> well, as we said, next episode's going to be a few weeks away. Well, well, we'll probably drop a very quick. Hi, how are you? We're not here. Like I said, just to keep the upload count going and 
and everything. But uh, the next time that we're scheduled to record, we're going to be at Dragon Con, so we're going to be a little preoccupied. At least I hope we're at Dragon Con. As long as we get back our negative COVID test, we'll be at Dragon Con. If not, then I don't know. Maybe one of us will just pop on here and do a few minutes. Who knows? But uh, if that's not the case, then uh, you'll see us again in probably about a month with with another full episode. But keep checking in on our social media, which is at Bama Geeks on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And hit us up, uh, BamaGeeks at gmail.com if you want to reach out that way. And check us out wherever you can find the podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you can find us. Give us a listen, reach out, say hi. And if you uh, if you do listen through Apple, through iTunes, please drop us off a five-star review. And we appreciate it. Anything that you can do to help us grow the show, which the downloads look great. We appreciate it. We, we appreciate the support. And hopefully next time, Jess will be back with us and feeling a lot better. Just mainly, She feels fine. She just, you can't understand what she's saying because her voice is gone. That's it. I'm Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> and now what we usually do at the end. I'm, yep. Ke- I'm Kevin. So, we go, I'm Bo. And then, then, right, and then we go. No, you're, you're Kevin and I'm Bo. Not that. Come on. Yeah. What? <laughs> no. <laughs> so we'll go ahead and wrap it up and, uh, and say goodbye. It's been fun, guys. This is Kevin. And uh, we'll see you next time. As always, guys, y'all take care. We will probably, when we next time record, we'll be probably, like I said, we've been talking to build up the Dragon Con. We'll be talking post Dragon Con. So we look forward to that. Yep. Yep. And on behalf of Jess, I'm Brock, and we'll catch you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.